There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Diwali, the Festival of Lights, is a vibrant and colorful celebration that marks the victory of light over darkness and good over evil. We invite you to celebrate Diwali with a drive through two and a half miles of sparkling lights at the Bull Run Festival of Lights in Centerville, Virginia. The Bull Run Festival of Lights is open November 10th through January 7th. Save time and money by purchasing a ticket online at bullrunfestivaloflights.com. That's bullrunfestivaloflights.com. Good evening. Come on in, everybody. As you come in, like the video, tell me where you're watching from and share. When you share, people get saved. People give their lives to the Lord. So far this year, y'all, we are just about 10 decisions away from 1,800 people just this year alone that have given their lives to the Lord. So when you share, people get saved. So make sure that you share whatever platform that you're on. As you're coming in, speak to me. What's going on, West Denver? Good to see you, Duval. What's happening, Duval? Duval, the only city where they don't call it by the city, that's Jacksonville, they call it by the county. Come on in, speak to me. Hey, how are you? Good to see you. What's going on, Ray? Good to see you. Shalom to you. Come on in, everybody, everywhere. Let's go. St. Louis, welcome. Northridge, California, Melbourne, Florida, Maryland. Good to see you. Shalom to you. Welcome. Southeast Aurora, good to see you. How should I approach people about Christ? Great question. I want to encourage you. Um, Go check out the series uh, of the message. Invite them to the party. It's on our YouTube channel and in our app. Henderson, good to see you. That's Vegas area. Thanks. Shabbat Shalom. God bless you. Jersey, come on in. Come on in. TikTok, uh, do me a favor. Every platform, like the video. Tell me where you're watching from and share. When you share, people get saved. Miami, good to see you. Atlanta, welcome. Bay Area, <laughs> look. Hey, Bishop. Hey, good to see you. Come on. Philippines, welcome. Glad you're here. It's pausing over there on TikTok. Uh-oh, that's not good. Is it doing that to everybody over there on TikTok? It should be good. We should be good on every platform. Omaha, welcome. Good to see you. Aurora, good to see you. Jersey, good to see you. Guys, give me a thumbs up. Make sure that the connection is good wherever you're at. Rex, Georgia, welcome. Charlotte, North Carolina, good to see you. It's TikTok. Y'all give me a thumbs up or thumbs down. Thumbs up or thumbs down, whatever's going over here on TikTok. Want to make sure TikTok is good. Houston, H-Town, give me some good love. Let's go. Baton Rouge, good to see you. Fritz Gerald, Georgia, we're good on Facebook. Give me a thumbs up on YouTube. Let me know we're good there. Memphis, Tennessee, 901, only place in America where we make up our own words. We don't say ain't it, man. We say ain't it, man, M-A-N-E. And ain't it, man, even though it's a negative, we really mean something positive when we say that. All right. However, the quality isn't the same as it normally is. I am uh, traveling today. And so uh, if it's a little different than normal, um, that is why. But y'all know we stay consistent. We do not. It's OK now. Good. Thank you, Lane. Uh, um, thank you, um, Lene. I appreciate that. I hope I pronounced that right. San Jose, welcome. Good to see you. We're good. Everybody's good. Let's jump in. Uh, listen, guys, this is the first prayer of the second half of 2023. And I want you to hear me clearly. The second half of this year is going to be superior to the first half in every way. Uh, and so you need to know that in every area of your life, the second half of this year is going to be superior in every way. Can I just get you to make that declaration? The second half will be better. It will be better. The second half will be better. I did a reel today um, where anytime God removes something, uh, uh, God always replaces it with something better. There's a scripture that talks about <clears throat> Job and Job's life. Job went through two days of excruciating loss. And he thought he would never recover from it. And for some of you tonight, there's some areas where you have given up the concept of the ideology that you will ever recover or that something will ever be better. But in the second half of this year, it will be better in every way. So, Father, we bless you and we honor you, sir. Thank you for this time that we are able to come together and pray. Thank you for the privilege that we have to pray. Prayer is a privilege. 
It is not a right. Prayer is something that we get to do. It's not something that we have to do. So we thank you, God, that you give us this great privilege to be able to boldly approach the throne of grace and obtain mercy and favor in our time of need. As we come to you tonight, God, we don't have to come to you as sinners saved by grace. No, you've made us righteousness. You made us in right standing with you which means we can be bold as we approach your throne. Because when you see us, you don't see us. You see us covered in your blood, which means you see yourself. And your word says you cannot deny yourself, which means that whatever petitions we place before you, the answer is yes and amen. Whatever desires that we lay before your throne, the answer is yes and amen. And for that, we say thank you. So tonight, we ask that you forgive us for all of our sin, that committed knowingly and unknowingly. Tonight, we ask that you forgive us for sin, which is to make mistakes. It's to miss the mark. It's an archery term. It means we were aiming for one thing, but we did not hit the intended target. Number two, God, we ask that you forgive us for our iniquity. That's generational sin that's passed down and around. Forgive us, God, for the places and areas of our lives where we were not curse breakers, but instead we were curse perpetuators. We declare and we decree tonight by faith that we are the curse breakers. We are the curse conquerors. And finally, God, we ask for forgiveness for transgression. Transgression is where we willfully deviate from what we knew to be right. Forgive us, God, for ever thinking that we knew more, ever thinking that we could do more, ever thinking that we could act in a way where transgression was acceptable. And we thank you that you are the God that forgives us. Come on, drop that in the comments. I'm forgiven. You're the God that forgives us. In fact, you say that you cast our sins into the sea of forgiveness, which means you consciously choose not to remember the negative that you could choose to remember. You consciously choose not to remember the negative that you could remember about us. And for that, we say thank you. We thank you, God, that not only do you you forgive us, but you are faithful. You are loyal to us. You are consistent to us. On Calvary, we saw your sacrifice, but even beyond Calvary, every single day, we see your consistency. We see your faithfulness. We see you constantly fighting for us. You are the omnipresent God, which means you are everywhere at the same time. You are the omni omnipotent God, which means you have unlimited power. You are uh, the uh, God that is not only omnipresent, not only omnipotent, you're the God that is omniscient. You know all things, which means there's nothing that catches you off guard. You are a God that operates from infinite and divine knowledge. Your knowledge is unsearchable. It's infinite, which means it has no end. And we think that you're the omni-active God. This means that you are the God that is always working in every area of our lives, even if we can't feel it. Even if we cannot see it, you are working. Your word says in Romans 8, 28, that we know with great confidence that all things work together for our good, but not just because they work. The scripture says you cause them to work because you're an omni-active God, which means when it's dark, you're working. When we're frustrated, you're working. When we're confused, you're working. When we're angry, you're working. When we're befuddled, you're working. When we're uncertain, you're working. When we don't know what's going to happen next, you're working. When we're uncertain who to trust, you're working. When we're uncertain what to do, you're working. When we're uncertain how something is going to go, you are working. When we feel certain, you're working. When we feel confident, <clears throat> you're working. When we feel strong, you're working. And we thank you for who you are. So tonight, God, over these next 50 or so minutes, guide what we pray about. Guide what we speak about. Guide what comes out of our mouths. Give us the tongue of the learn like Isaiah prayed. Which means when we pray, let us pray exactly what we need to pray. Let us say it the right way. Let us declare it the right way. Let us release it the right way. And we pray that what we pray would invite heaven to invade the affairs of the earth. Prayer is our way to invite heaven to invade and interrupt in the affairs of the earth. This means that prayer, because you gave us dominion over the earth. And Genesis 1.26, which means for you to interject yourself in the affairs of the earth, we have to pray to open up the door. So we tell you tonight, God, we open up every door in our lives and we say interject. Come on, y'all. We open up every situation in our lives. We say interject. We open up every circumstance in our lives and we say interject. We open up every scenario in our lives and we say interject. We open up the earth and we say interject. Interfere with the affairs of the earth and show just how strong and mighty that your power is. You're an undefeated God. You're a God that says in Jeremiah, behold, you're the God of all flesh. Is there anything that is too hard for you? That The answer is clear. There is nothing that is too hard for you. 
And we thank you, God, that whatever we're dealing with, whatever we're confronting, whatever we're facing, that the answer is no. Come on, y'all, drop that in the comments. No, there is nothing that is too hard for you. And we will see your strength and we will see your power manifested, especially in this second half in a way we've never seen it before. So at the top of this second half, God, we speak words like miracles over the second half. This means that you will do what cannot be explained by any natural or normal reasoning. We speak the word healing over this second half. This means whatever is broken, whatever is fractured, whatever is not quite the way it should be, in this second half, you will heal it. We speak this word breakthrough over the second half, which means whatever circumstances we feel like we cannot get on the other side of, that we cannot get through, that we cannot make any progress with, that we would see breakthrough. We speak words like favor over this second half. Favor is preferential treatment. It, favor is when an, a superior leans to an inferior in order to exert their influence to change the situation for their behalf. So we speak favor over this second half. God, we don't just speak miracles. We don't just speak favor. We don't just speak breakthrough. We don't just speak healing. But God, we speak death freedom over this second half that we would owe nobody anything except to love them. And not just financial debts, but we pray, God, that we would be free of emotional debts. We would be free of debts in the realm of our soul. That is our mind, our thoughts, our will, and our emotions. That in this second half, we would owe nobody anything. We'd owe nobody because we are people of honor. We would honor who honors do. We'd respect and give respect to whom respect is due. We give deference to whom deference is due. But in the second half, we would owe nobody anything except to love them. We speak over this second half, God, words like wonders, which means you will do things that make us step back and see just how amazing you are. God, we ask you for creative things to manifest in this second half. When the Hebrews were hungry, you sent manna out of heaven. That was a sign. That was a miracle. That was a wonder. You literally did something they had never seen and bread fell from heaven. We speak creative signs and wonders over this second half, God. We pray that you would do things that don't even make natural sense to us. You would be in Ephesians 3.20, God. You would exceed our expectations. We pray, God, that favor finds us, that debts are canceled, and that opportunity opens for us in this second half. The first half was the question, but the second half will be the answer. The first half was the challenge, but the second half will be the reward. The first half was the test, but the second half will be recompense. And we thank you that it is so. So we bless this second half. We speak well of this second half. We cancel every negative confession that we've spoken or come in agreement with over ourselves, over our lives, over anything connected to us. And we cancel those words and we release the words that we have now spoken in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that whatever we need would seek us out and find us in the second half, that we would not have to go knocking on doors, but that because we've knocked in the first half, we would just see doors opening and people exiting those doors to come get us. Father, I pray that you would literally send answers to us. Let what we need find us. Let what we prayed for find us. And we declare that we will walk in what we worshiped for. We will sit in what we've sown for. That we would drive what we have been delivered for. That we would literally possess what we have prayed for. I pray that this second half exceed not only the first half, but any other six-month period of time that we've ever experienced in our entire lives. And it is in the name of Jesus that we pray. We pray, God, that you would not just do it, but do things quickly. Father, that you would do things quickly, that we would see sudden fast forward movement, that there would be, like Revelation says, no longer any delay in the name of Jesus. We call forth, come on, y'all, we're going to go with me. We call forth, God, both vengeance and recompense, according to Deuteronomy 32. Vengeance is when you deal with who's done us wrong. Father, we release all hurt. We release all bitterness. We release all pain. We release all unforgiveness. We will not be stuck on who did us wrong. We will not be stuck on who did not handle us right. Instead, we release that to you. And because we release that to you, you said that you would get vengeance. And in Deuteronomy 32, you said that you would do it quickly. So, Father, we pray that you would do what only you can do. And you would get vengeance and that you would do it quickly. But then, God, in addition to that, we 
pray right now that you would be a God of recompense. You would be a God of recompense. There's a Hebrew word uh, for uh, Jehovah Gamaliel, which means you're the God of recompense and reward. And we pray, God, that you would give recompense. Recompense is when you pay us back for pain and suffering that we have experienced as a result of wrongdoing. I pray that in this second half, we would see recompense. I pray that in this second half, we would see your vengeance, God. We do not have time to deal with who's done us wrong so because we have to move forward. We have to be focused on what is ahead of us. So I pray in the name of Jesus that we would be focused on what's ahead so that we would walk in it, so that we would receive it, so that we would see the manifestation of what you have promised. You did not die for us to just pay bills, have babies, and die. But you died that we would have life and that we would have life more abundantly. So I pray that in this second half, that's exactly what we experience. Release that word in the comments, life. That we would experience life. Zoe is the Greek word for life. I pray that that is what we would experience all day, every day in this second half. Let us live like we've not lived before. Do not just let us breathe, God. Do not just let us exist and never actually live. Let us enjoy the earth that you put us on. Let us enjoy the fruit of our labors. Let us enjoy that we've survived warfare. I pray that in this second half, we shift from a mentality of survival to a mentality of thriving. What does this mean? It means that our goal will not just to be to make it through something, but our goal will be able to enjoy the fruit of what we went through. Enjoy the fruit of what we suffer. You are come that we might have life. Therefore, this is what we choose. I pray, God, in this second half, y'all go with me, that we come out of our comfort zones. I pray that whatever zones we've stayed comfortable in, whatever zones we've stayed stagnant in, whatever zones we've stayed passive in, that in this second half, we would come out of those comfort zones, God, and we would be bold. Proverbs 28 says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. I've never seen a lion running because of the opinion of a sheep. I have never seen a lion that is afraid to move forward because they're afraid of what's going on in the jungle. No, but a lion is bold in any environment that you set them in. A, a lion is bold in the zoo. A lion is bold in the wild. A lion is bold no matter what environment they're in. I pray that that would be us. I pray that we would not be shy. You said you did not give us a spirit of timidity or fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. So I rebuke our shyness. Wave your hand at me, whatever platform you're on. If you know sometimes you struggle uh, with timidity or you struggle being shy or you struggle being bold, that will not be your struggle in this second half. In this second half, you will come out of your comfort zone. You will be bold. You're going to open your mouth and you're going to announce who you are. And when you announce who you are, you're going to open doors. You're going to speak who you are. And when you speak who you are, you're going to get new contracts, new deals, new clients, new customers. New opportunities are going to open because you're going to open your mouth and you are going to speak. You will not be weak. You will not be timid, but we will be bold. In this second half, Father, I come against us feeling like we don't have the right words to say. Your word says that the Holy Ghost would give us the words to say in any situation that we're in. So in this second half, fill our mouths, God. Come on, y'all pray with me. Let's go. Fill our mouths, God, with the right words. Fill our mouths with exactly what needs to be said. Fill our mouths, God, with exactly what needs to happen so that we maximize every moment we have, so that we maximize every situation that we're in. Fill our mouths. I need y'all to drop it in the comments. Fill our mouths. Over and over again, in your word, you said that you would fill our mouths with the words to say. In the, in the book of Acts, when Stephen was standing before the Sanhedrin. You filled his mouth with the right words to say, which meant that the Bible says that when he began to speak, Brian, when he began to speak to Mika, when he began to speak, Nina, the Bible says that they could not resist him. Why? Because when he spoke, he was speaking what you said to speak. So I pray that in this second half, fill our mouths. If we, No matter what environment we are in, fill our mouths with the right words to say. Fill our mouths with the right tone to use. Fill our mouths with exactly the words that need to be utilized in any particular situation to bring about the result that we want to see. And for that, we say thank you. We've gone for 19 minutes straight. Let's come up for air. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, somebody say amen right there in the comments, y'all.
right there in the comments do me a favor whatever platform you're on like the video tell me where you're watching from and share when you share people get saved it is just that simple listen every monday night we gather together for one hour to pray y'all know we don't miss so even i'm traveling today but guess what we're doing we on prayer we have not missed prayer we have not missed in our existence we've not missed one sunday We've not missed one midweek. In fact, actually, I take it back. We missed one midweek in 2007. And that is when I traveled to Memphis to preach the funeral of my great-great-grandmother. We missed one midweek. Other than that, we've remained consistent. One of the things that we always make our business to do, and you can always count on what Bishop Foreman is, that you're going to get consistency. I pray that in this second half, if you don't learn anything else, that you learn consistency. Consistency? Is doing repeatedly what other people only do occasionally. <clears throat> Consistency is doing repeatedly what other people only do when it is convenient to do. And your consistency is what's going to create your conquering. Your consistency is what's going to create your victory. In the scripture, the Bible says that the king went to Elisha. Elisha, the spiritual son of Elijah. And what he said is he said, listen, you're going to have victory. He says, shoot the arrow out the window. He shoots the arrow out the window. He says, now strike the ground with the arrow. The king only struck the ground three times. And the Bible says that the man of God became angry with him. And he said, why did you only strike the ground uh, a, a few times, three times? He says, because if you would have done it more, uh, you would have gotten total victory. He said, but you will only have partial victory because you did not have consistency. And in this second half, you will be known for your consistency. Come on here, Juanita. Come on here, Donnell. You will come on here, Carla. You will be known for your consistency. You will be known for your consistency. You will be known for your consistency. Trust me, consistency is not just doing uh, doing uh, uh, repeatedly what others only do occasionally, but consistency also deals with the quality of what you produce. See, consistency in one form is a quantity. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But consistency is also known in form of a quality. For example, you think of the consistency of how a soup should be. You think of, let's go hood for a second. You think of the consistency of good Kool-Aid. Hmm? You think of the consistency of the way a meat should be. You think of the consistency in the way something should be. So consistency isn't just quantity, it's also quality. So I pray that in this second half, God, that we master consistency to where we are consistent in quantity and we are consistent in quality, that we always produce high quality and whatever we set our hands to, that we always produce great quality in whatever we make it our business to do. Your word said in Colossians that anything we set our hands to, let us do it heartily means with all of us. I pray, God, that in this second half, we not half do anything. That in this second half, we not half try anything. In this second half, 99 and a half just won't do. Father, I pray that where there's been previous disappointments in our lives that have us resistant or have us holding back, I don't know who this is for, but in this second half, I heard the Lord loud and clear said, don't hold back because you're afraid if it doesn't go right. Don't hold back because you're afraid that you might overinvest or you, it might not go the way you want. You will be known for your consistency. You will be known for giving everything 100%. You will be known for that. And because you give it your all, God's going to give you his all. Because you uh, give it everything you've got, God's going to give you everything that he's got. I heard the Lord say in this second half, do not hold back. He takes no pleasure, Hebrew says, and those that pull back or those that hold back. In this second half, you must give it your all. You must give it your all. If I'm talking to you right now, just drop a yes, Lord, in the comments. We must Give it our all. We cannot hold back. He says he takes no pleasure in those that hold back. He takes no pleasure in those that only give partial. That's Hebrews 10, 38. He takes no, pressure, uh, no pleasure in those that are inconsistent. He takes no pleasure in those that say, well, I'm afraid if I give it my all. What if it doesn't work? Well, I can guarantee you it won't work if you don't give it your all. Well, I'm afraid if I am, if, am, am committed to and, and faithful to making it happen, 
What happens if it doesn't work? I can guarantee you what's going to happen if you don't give it your all. I hear the Lord loud and clear. Do not hold back. Do not hold back. Do not hold back. Father, lock that in us tonight in prayer. What does that mean, Bishop? It means that whatever we're praying about, when we say lock something in us, we're asking the Lord to make sure that that is part of all three components of our humanity. We are spirits. That's our subconscious mind. We live in physical bodies. And we possess souls. That's our mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. I hear the Lord loud and clear saying in this second half, we cannot hold back. We cannot hold back. We have to go all in. And I heard the Lord say, to ask to lock this in us. Lock this in us, God. Let this be our mentality from this day forward. Let this be our ideology from this day forward. Let this be how we move. Let this be how we walk. Let this be how we talk. Let this be how we do what we do when we do what we do what we do. Because this is who you have made us to be. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Don't say amen here. Say Selah, S-E-L-A-H, Selah. Selah is Hebrew. It means essentially this, God, you said it. I believe it. And that settles it. Years ago, that was one of my prayers. I said, God, everything I do, I want to do it with excellence. Everything I do, I want to do it with consistency. Everybody hear me? Excellence is not perfection. So excellence doesn't necessarily mean that uh, um, you're trying to be perfect. What excellence means is that whatever I do, I do it with the best of what I have available to me. Excellence looks like this. Excellence says that whatever I have to do to make it happen with whatever resources I have to make it happen, that's what I'm going to do. I heard the Lord say, stop allowing what you can't do perfectly to stop you from doing anything with excellence. I'm going to say it again. Stop allowing what can't be perfect to stop you from doing it with excellence. That's for four business owners right now. The Lord says, stop allowing what you cannot do perfectly stop you from what you can do with excellence. Excellence simply says, I will take what I have and I will do the best with what I have. So if all I got is these glasses right here, then I'm going to work these glasses. Look, they sunglasses. I'm going to lift these up. Now they spectacles. Listen, I can put them on top of my head. Now it looks like summertime. Listen, if I need to see something, I got a reflection right there. I, listen, in other words, I will work what I have in this second half. We will work the hand we've been given. And when we work it well, we're going to see results. When we work it well, we will see results. When we work it well, we will see results. I pray that wherever we have been waiting on perfection, the scripture says, do not wait on a perfect time. Do not wait on a perfect time. Because if you're waiting on a perfect time, you will do nothing. That's Ecclesiastes 11. Ecclesiastes. 11 and 4. He said, if you're waiting on perfect conditions, you will do nothing. I pray that you would not be waiting on perfect because you're waiting on what's never going to show up. I pray that you would not be waiting on it to be exactly the way you want it to be because that's not how God is going to work. I pray that you would take what it is and you would work it. And I pray that God would give us skills, that he would give us wisdom that he would give us ideology. Shout out to those of you sewing over on IG. He would give us the ideology to be able to work what we have so we're not waiting on perfect. So we're not waiting on perfect. In fact, I hear the Lord loud and clear. I love praying on these fast days because he just, it's like a, it's an open faucet. There's no breaks. Y'all got to flow with me, prayer. Let's go. Um, I hear the Lord loud and clear. He said, launch forward, launch forward. Launch forward, launch forward. For several of you, that phrase is confirmation. Launch forward, launch forward, launch forward, launch forward. Do not hold back. Do not hold back. He says, launch forward. He says, launch forward. That's Joshua 10, 25. That's Joshua 10, 25. He says in Joshua 10, 25, do not hold back. Do not be timid. Be strong. This be confident. This is what God will do to all your enemies uh, when you fight them. Launch for it. Who is that confirmation for? Wave at me. Wave at me. And this doesn't mean necessarily start a business or start something. It just means there's something that you've been having sit and you've been having simmer. And I heard the Lord say, how long are you going to have it sit and simmer? How long are you going to have it sitting in an idle position?
How long are you going to have it sitting and not doing anything? For some of you, here's your launch. There's somebody you have to go back to. There's somebody you have to go back to to say, I never should have said what I said to you. For somebody on here, there is a door you shut because you felt inferior. You felt inadequate. You had a telephobia. That is the fear and the phobia of not being good enough or strong enough. You got to go back and say, I never should have said that. In the name of Jesus. Come on, we're at 730 Mountain, 930 Eastern. Can you release the praise? We're halfway through prayer. Can you release the praise in the comments right here? Put a praise in the comments, TikTok. Put a praise in the comments, Instagram. Put a praise in the comments, Facebook, on our app, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, our website, wherever you're at. Put a praise in it. Put a praise right here in the middle. Put a praise right here in the middle. Put a praise right here in the middle. Um, On the other day on my pop-up on Saturday, do me a favor, guys, whatever platform you're on, share. When you share, people get saved. Um, tonight, we have the ability to go over 1,800 recorded decisions. Um, to the person on my team that has that number, what's that number? What's our decision count? I thought it was 1,789. Tell me where we're at. That's what I remember, uh, 1,789, but I could be wrong. Um, <clears throat> on my, I think it was my Saturday, my Friday and my Saturday pop-up, I talked about sabotage. Thank you, 1,770 or 1,779. Okay, we're at 79. Okay, I thought we were at 1,789. All right. Um Let's be sure on that. Are we sure 1779? Let's be sure. Let's just, let's just double check to make sure. I thought we were at 1789. Um, I talked about sabotage and the spirit of sabotage. Sabotage is a spirit. First of all, everything we deal with is spiritual because we are spirits. So everything you face always has a spiritual origin because anything that you face is attacking you. Well, what are you? You're a spirit. In fact, you are a speaking spirit. Um, We are the image and the likeness of God. So anything that comes against you or anything that works for you inversely, it is always spiritual because we are spirits. Can you release that in the comments? It's spiritual. It's spiritual. It's spiritual. It's spiritual. Understanding this, there is a spirit. It's on your. Okay, you got it. Okay, thank you, Mel. I appreciate that. 1779. It's spiritual. So because it's, it is 1779. Okay. Well, I thought it was 1789. Well, in the name of Jesus, it's going to be 1789 tonight or more in Jesus name. Okay. I get, I get that incorrect. Um, so we're at 1779. So we're only 21 decisions away from getting to 1800 tonight. Everything is spiritual. Now listen carefully to this. Uh, in Isaiah 8 uh, and 10, you see when the spirit of sabotage shows up. And the spirit of sabotage shows up. Um, what is sabotage? It's intentional actions to impede, interrupt, interfere, or obstruct advancement and acceleration. I'm going to say it again. It's intentional actions, which means sabotage isn't a mistake. It's intentional. And for some of you, you got to hear me as you get ready to go into the second half of this year, God is going to deal with this spirit of sabotage. Sabotage comes from two sources, externally and internally. Externally and internally. External sabotage is external nouns, people, places, things, and ideas. But the most most sabotage, excuse me, that we deal with is internal sabotage. Internal sabotage is something that comes from within us that stops us from doing what is outside of us. It is like living life with one foot on on the brake and another foot on the gas pedal, and you get mad because you're like, I don't know why I'm not going anywhere. For the next few moments, we're gonna deal with this spirit of sabotage because it is a spirit, all right? Um, And when you say spirit, what does this mean, Bishop? The word spirit, Old Testament, let me teach you for a moment. The Old Testament, it's the word um, uh, the word ruach. There's one word for spirit. And then in the New Testament, there's one word for spirit. It's pneuma, P-N-E-U-M-A, pneuma. In both settings, <clears throat> spirit um, in its simplest form means mindset or mentality, which means when a spirit is in operation, it's a pervasive mindset or mentality that is operating through an individual. I'll say it again. It is a mindset or a mentality 
that is pervasive in an individual. So for the spirit of sabotage to show up, it has to work through somebody. It has to work through somebody. It has to hitch a ride on an individual with the intent to interfere, impede, interrupt, or obstruct your advancement and your acceleration. And when it shows up in Isaiah 8, we see this response in Isaiah 8. Uh, I'm going to read it to you. Um, let me read it to you um, in the NIV. The spirit shows up and it says, devise your strategy, which means sabotage always has a strategy. I want you to pay attention to what you saw happen in the first half. Because in the first half, you see the strategy of sabotage. Spirits, they're not landlocked, which means that they are not locked down to a location, which means you can be in Denver and your spirit of sabotage show up in Miami. You can be in Miami and your spirit of sabotage show up in Chicago. It is a spirit. You got to hear me. Okay. It's not landlocked. Um, not only is it not landlocked, you ready? That's because it's spiritual, it can transfer. It can transfer, which means this is why at one point you were like, so-and-so is the problem. And then a couple of weeks later, you were like, well, now it's so-and-so that's the problem. And then a few weeks later, you'd be like, now it's so-and-so that's the problem. Let me tell you what the real problem is. It's the spirit of sabotage. Because since it didn't work with this person, now it's coming at you with this person. And because it didn't work with this person, now it's coming at you with this person. And because it didn't work, watch me, with your relationship, now it's coming at you with your boss. But because it didn't work with your boss, now it's coming at you with your kids. Because it didn't work with your kids, are you seeing this? These spirits, they jump. So all you have to do to see the strategy of sabotage is look, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that we would see the strategy of the spirit of sabotage. There is a strategy working. A strategy means there is a coordinated effort. There is a coordinated plan. There's a coordinated effort. There's a coordinated plan. There's a coordinated effort. There's a coordinated plan. And in order to interfere, interrupt, impede, and obstruct our advancement and our, and, and our uh, acceleration. So, Father, let us see the strategy. Let us see the strategy. We pray that you expose the strategy. Can I get you to drop that in the comments? Expose it, Lord. Expose it. Expose to us the spirit of sabotage's strategy because there's a strategy that's working. Uh, if it couldn't frustrate you with one deal, it's another deal. If it can't frustrate you with one deal, it's another deal. So much so that you'll begin to distrust entire systems. You'll distrust entire, I hear the Lord saying, for some of you, you begin to distrust entire types of people. Like, you're like, I don't trust this type of person. I don't trust this type of person. I just heard the Lord. I don't trust this race of person. I don't trust the way this person looks. It, it, literally, it is a spirit. And that strategy has to be exposed to you because you cannot conquer what you cannot confront, but you cannot confront what you cannot see. You cannot conquer what you cannot confront, and we cannot confront what we cannot see. So expose the strategy of the spirit of sabotage so that we stop acting brand new, so that we stop acting. The scripture says, think it not strange when certain things happen. In other words, stop acting foolish. That's First Peter chapter 4. Stop acting foolish like you didn't know this was going to happen, like you didn't know this was going down, like you didn't know what was up. Expose it so that we can confront it, so that we can conquer it. Because the spirit of sabotage is a spirit that has learned how to dwell even in the presence of worship, even in the presence of praise. Where does this spirit show up? We see this spirit manifest itself in many ways, but it, one of them has a name in particular from Acts. It's called the spirit of Python. This spirit, even though Paul was a spiritual man, this spirit continued to persist against him. The spirit of Jezebel, even though Elijah was a powerful man, this spirit continued to try to prevail and persist against him. So I pray that tonight, in the name of Jesus, as we're on the first prayer of this second half of the year, this first prayer in the month of July, that the spirit of sabotage's strategy be exposed. And once we see it, we can shut it down. And we thank you that it is so. In Jesus' name.
Y'all still with me? Do me a favor, share. Whatever platform you're on, make sure that you share. When you share, people get saved. Let's push further. Isaiah 8 and 10. He says, devise your strategy. Devise your strategy. Devise your strategy. In other words, he's saying um, this, this spirit of sabotage is strategic. He says, devise your strategy, but then watch the next part, but it will be thwarted. That word thwart there, it means it will be prevented, which means the spirit of sabotage is going to try you, but I need you to shut it down. The spirit of sabotage is going to try you, but I need you to shut it down. Father, I pray that even when it tries us, that because we know its strategy, we shut it down. That even when it tries us, because we know how it works, we would shut it down. That even when I hear the Lord loud and clear, there's several of you where God says you will be tested very quickly at the beginning of the second half. Some of you, you've already seen it with the exact same thing that the spirit of Samatots did in the first half. There will be several of you well, in the first few days, and some of you in these first three days, you've already seen it. My hand is up. You've already seen it try to test you. And here's what I need to say to you. You passed that test. You passed that test. Come on, Crystal says yesterday. You passed that test. It was J July 1 for me. You, and watch me. We passed the test. We passed the test. If you know I'm talking to you, just type, I passed in the comments. I ain't talking to you. Don't type it. But if I'm talking to you, type, I pass in the comments. Come on, LaShawn says, I passed the test. Come on, Johnny and Liz say, we passed the test. Come on, we passed the test. <clears throat> we passed the test. Stephanie says, I passed. Linda says, I passed. Jacqueline says, I passed. Somebody says, it was today. It just says, Facebook user. I, it was today and I passed. Brian says, I passed. Listen. It says your 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 plans will be thwarted, which means you're going to try, but it won't succeed because I knew your strategy. It won't succeed because I knew your strategy. It won't succeed because I knew your strategy. Let me give you a simple example of this. For example, let's say you're trying to get fit. All right. You want to improve your fitness. So what does sabotage look like? It looks like inconsistency in what you see working to get fit. Um, yesterday, after preaching twice, during two meet and greets, plus an online meet and greet, plus um, uh, meetings and all of that, um, and, and having other stuff that I needed to do yesterday, because I missed one of my workout days because I was hosting an event last week, I knew I had to go to the gym yesterday. And typically, Sundays are my rest day. And uh, somebody said to me, you know, oh, it's no big deal. You know, it's just one day. I said, no, 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 no. That's exactly, that's exactly the strategy of sabotage is that I, you set a goal and then all of a sudden it, you begin chipping away at your consistency to the goal. You set, you set a direction and then you begin chipping away at the direction. Now that may seem small to you, but it's a bigger principle. The bigger principle is that overcoming and conquering the spirit of sabotage is going to try you, but you will win. It's going to try you, but you will win. Exactly. Well, Nate has got it right. One day leads to two. Two days leads to two months. Two months leads to six months. Six months leads to 45 pounds. Okay? This is how it works. This is how it works. It, it deals with, there's for, for four of you on here right now, <clears throat> there's people you know do not have any business in your life. And you know why you keep entertaining? Because, watch me, you ready? It's because it gives you something to do. It gives you something to do. Brian said, you're talking good, Bishop. It gives you something to do. And I heard the Lord loud and clear. Listen, he said, that sabotage spirit, what it will do is that it will hijack when you don't have something that you're building. It will hijack when you don't have something that you're working on. It will hijack these low moments where you feel like, well, I just need something to do. And what happens is it'll come in on the back of somebody. And now that spirit of sabotage is there. Who am I talking to? Wave at me if I'm talking to you. Wave at me if I'm talking to you. Okay. All right. Here we go. Isaiah 8 and 10. We're almost done. It says, devise your strategy. 
but it will be thwarted. It will be prevented. So sabotage is going to try you because sabotage is strategic. Look at the next part. Propose your plan, but it will not stand. In other words, what sabotage does is it lays you out an option. It lays you out a plan. And here's the problem. The plan will not end well. It will lay you out a set of options. Please hear me. If you've not heard anything else we've prayed or I've spoken over the last 45 minutes, we've only got a few minutes left, please hear me. What sabotage will do, it will lay you out a plan that is not going to end well. It will set options before you that are not options that you should pick. It will say, well, why don't you do this? But it will not be a plan where you will prevail. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that whatever plan sabotage lays before us, that we reject the plan. I pray that whatever strategy, whatever strategy sabotage sets before us, that we reject the strategy. Sabotage will put options in front of us. It will put a plan in front of us. And the plan will often, you ready for this? Let me say this with love, respect, and aggressive at the same time, and assertiveness rather, all at the same time. The plan of sabotage will always involve some punk out moves. The plan of sabotage will always involve, there's a punk strategy somewhere in there. There's a punk part of that plan somewhere in there. What do you mean punk, Bishop? A part where you don't deal with what needs to be dealt with, where you don't address what needs to be addressed, where you don't handle what needs to be handled, where you do not walk in honor when you need to walk in honor, where you do not walk in respect when you need to walk in respect. There's a punk somewhere in that plan of sabotage. And I pray that in Jesus' name, we would reject the plan of sabotage. It will lay out a plan before us. It will seem good in our head. I heard the Lord, please, y'all flow with me. It's like a faucet. You got to go with me. We only got a few minutes left. Share if you haven't shared yet. I hear the Lord saying for some of you, the plan it sets before you is to keep delaying, to keep delaying, to keep delaying to keep delaying. Who am I talking to? To keep delaying. You have delayed certain things for months and for years. And the plan of sabotage will have you to keep delaying. Let's wait. Let's wait. There's one of you, there is a procedure you've been delaying. Listen to me. This is not medical advice. Let me say that. There's a procedure you've been delaying. And I heard the Lord say, the faster you do it, the faster you will heal. Who is that? Who is that? Hey, in the comments, stick with me. Don't do your own thing. If you want to do your own thing, I'll do it on your own page. All right, let's go. Okay. Um, wow. Who is that? I see you over here in TikTok. Wow. All right, let's go. Let's go. Isaiah 18. He said, propose your plan, but it will not stand. For God is with us. Father, because you are with us, this means that we are those that do not have to walk in fear. We are those that do not have to walk in shame, that do not have to walk in doubt, that do not have to walk in unbelief. We are those that can walk forward and walk forward boldly. There's that word bold again. You are with us. <laughs> Come on, could you drop that in the comments? God is with me. God is with me. And if God is with me, it would be a foolish thing for you to be against me. Chapstick break, if God is with me, It'd be a foolish thing for you to come against me. If God is with me, it'd be a foolish thing for you to put your mouth on me. Come on, put that in the comments. God is with me. Come on, TikTok. God is with me. Come on, IG. God is with me. Come on, Lashana. Lashana, excuse me. God is with me. God is with me. God is with me. I don't have to sabotage because God is with me. So listen, I'm going to do a real, I'll probably do it right after this or I'll do it early in the morning, one of the two. Um, sometimes we like to think of God's timing, you ready, of being something that is down the road. We always like to think of God's timing as delay. That, 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 that's how we, most of us like to think of God's timing. Like, you know, so if something doesn't go the way we want, you know, uh, uh, you know, we just on God's time, on God's time. And let's even go further. Let's even go further than that. Um, not just um, God's timing being delayed, but often um, we will look at God's time as something that's always down the road. But here's what I want to end prayer with today. 
What if God's timing is sooner than you want? What if God's timing is sooner than you think? What if God's timing, what if God's timing is not next year, but this second half? Y'all better talk to me in these comments. Let me give you three biblical examples. We're going to cover it in prayer and then we got to move. Um, we often like to think, and listen, we say this, and this has been a true saying, um, uh, every delay is to our benefit. It's absolutely true. What happens, though, when God's like, you ready? What happens? These are the questions I ask myself today. Erica, my God, what happens when God says, I want to do it now, I don't want to wait? What happens when God says, I don't, I've already prepared you, you're ready? Let me give you three examples. Moses. Moses, you're 80 years old. Your first 40 years you spent in Egypt. Your second 40 years you spent in the wilderness raising sheep so that you learn how to lead people. Um, now at age 80, I'm going to send you back to Egypt to deliver your people from Egypt. Right? Um, Moses is like, God, first of all, I'm 80. It can't be now. God is like, now. Put that in the comments. Now. Y'all, prayer is about to go up. We about to go up. You thought we've been hot? Oh, no, we about to go up. God says, nope, it's now. Um, okay, well, God, I can't speak well. Let me let me learn to speak better first. Nope, it's now. Well, God, who's going to speak for me? Use Aaron. I'll let, I'll let your brother speak for you. Well, Lord, but I don't have, what, what am I going to do? Look at what's in your hand. Use your staff. And a shepherd's staff had a hook at the end that they would use to, to, to draw the sheep in. The lower part was firm so that they would sometimes use it to correct the sheep, to guide the sheep, and sometimes occasionally break the sheep's leg to get the sheep uh, to comply. But the other thing a shepherd would do is that a shepherd would begin to etch in their shepherd's staff. Juanita, what a shepherd would do is a shepherd would begin to etch in their shepherd's staff. What were they etching? They were etching their history. They would begin to record when they beat a lion, when they beat a bear. How did David remember that he had come against a lion and a bear so he wasn't scared of a Goliath? Because he looked at his shepherd's staff. Let's jump to David and come back to Moses. What did David have when he fought Goliath? If you read your Bibles, the Bible says, he took his shepherd's staff and he began to divine. That word divine means he began to prophesy. So while you think David did one thing, the Bible actually says he did something totally different. I got to do a series on what actually happened with David, what actually happened with Goliath. David prophesied Goliath's defeat. He never actually had to deal with him. That's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. Okay. Y'all ready? Go read that story. And you will see he took his shepherd's staff and the Bible says he began to divine. So let's jump back. Moses, now's the time. Well, Lord, can't you get somebody else? Nope, it's you. Now, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that we would not delay in the second half what must happen now. I pray that we would not delay in the second half what must happen now. Father, I pray that we would not delay in the second half what must happen now. All right. Can I push further? Let's go to David. David, you're 16, approximately. You're somewhere between 13 and 16 years old. We often talk about God's timing being delayed. But what happens when God's timing, Vanessa, isn't delayed, but his timing is now? He says, now, well, I'm not ready. I don't care. Get ready. Should have been ready now. Okay. I remember one time when I was a kid, um, I used to always like to go on, on Fridays, the day after uh, Thanksgiving for the Black Friday sales. Um, it was like a growing up, <clears throat> it was sort of like a family tradition. And so we would get up, they'd get up at the crack of dawn. I mean, four o'clock at three o'clock and we'd be in them stores getting themselves. Wave at me if you know what I'm talking about. Wave at me if you know what I'm talking about. And so I remember one one day, I I had uh, I had uh, I'd gotten up, what have you, and we needed to get to um, the this particular store by a particular time to get a particular sale, and so I decided to spend the night that night, and uh, and so there wasn't a change of clothes. I had to wash my clothes that night. I was you know a kid. I don't even think I was a teenager. I was a kid. I don't know, 13, 14, something like that, somewhere like that. And yes, me. What ended up happening is that. Um, 
on that Friday morning, my jeans were still drying, but it's cold. We were in Denver. It's cold. So I needed my clothes to be dry. So um, my, my clothes weren't completely dry. And I remember as my grandmother, she said to me, she said to me, she said, we got to go now. We got to go now. So I had to put on these partially, you know, damp pants. And, and part of it was um, my fault. I had to put on these partially damp pants and uh, and they were in the driveway. They were ready to go. And he said, we got to go now. And it did take but a few minutes for them to fully dry. So let me not over, you know, over estimate the point. It only took a few minutes for them to fully dry. Because we had to go. You ready? Because you ready? Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Because something was waiting on us. Y'all better talk to me tonight. Something was waiting on us. Y'all better hear me. Something was waiting on us. I'm going to say this to you in the second half. Something is waiting on you in the second half. Say, so we got to go now. Something is waiting on you. said I caught that. Something is waiting on you. And while you're delaying it, trying to make it perfect, God says something is waiting on you. David, something is waiting on you. So I'm going to anoint you in the midst of your brothers as a teenager. Not only am I going to anoint you as a uh, in the midst of your brothers as a teenager, I'm going to send you out to go fight a giant. The king won't even fight the giant, but you're going to fight the giant. You will fight battles as a teenager that grown men won't fight. That's a word for some of you men. You will fight battles as a teenage young lady that other grown women won't fight. And that's what's going to qualify you for what's ahead of you. Now is the time. Then after God says, now is the time, David goes to serve. He served Saul as his armor bearer. He served Saul as his musician. He served Saul as a, a commander in his army. He serves faithfully. And it's not until age 30 that God says, now I trust you. What was waiting on you, you're now going to be given part of it. He's made king of Judah. And then seven and a half years later, Seven and a half years later, at 37 and a half, he is given the full kingdom. He's given Israel, the northern kingdom, and Judah, the southern kingdom. In the second half, something is waiting on you. I told you I'd give you three examples, but we're out of time, so I'm going to give you two. Father, I pray that we have an urgency about us in the second half. This is it. I pray we have an urgency about us in the second half. God, don't let us be like sadistical. Don't let us be passive. Don't let us just sit back waiting on something to happen. Something is waiting on us, and we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, everybody drop now in the comments. Drop now in the comments. Drop now in the comments. Come on, drop now in the comments. Listen, guys, if prayer blessed you tonight, we got three minutes left. If prayer blessed you tonight, this blessed me tonight. Let me tell you something. Today was a fasting day. Wave at me if you fasted with me. I love praying on fast days because it's like a, God is always speaking, but it's like an uninterrupted flow on fast days um and so i could keep going but we're going to respect the time all right um if prayer blessed you today i want to encourage you to sow two seeds one is 31 the other is 62 double some of you are going to start doing what i do i always believe it i like double i want double for my trouble i want double blessing double for like give me double like don't give me okay everybody else got one give me two Everybody else got one set of glasses. Give me two. Like, that's just the way I am. I always want more. So there's two seeds, $31 for one, uh, $1 for every day the month of June or July. 62 is for those of you that want to do double. Here's where we're going to call uh, this seed, your second half seed. This is the first month of the second half. We're going to call it that because the majority of what we spend our time in prayer tonight over is the second half of this year. This is the first time of prayer. This is the first um, Monday night prayer as it relates to the month of July. All right. So if you're going to sow that, you can use um, Cash App, uh, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two. Um, you can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. All of that is available. Thank you, Chrissy, uh, for getting that in there. That is also available for you. So 31 or 60, you say, Bishop, I don't have um, I don't have that. Well, you sow what you can, um, but make sure you sow something. You guys... Bible says that he gives seed to the sower. When God knows he can trust you to sow, he will trust you with seed. When God knows that he can trust you to release, he will trust you with increase. You know, um, I, I think at the 1115, I told this, 
just just a simple seed that I sowed last week, and I'm sowing all the time, but just one simple seed that I sowed last week while I was speaking at a high school, I got 20 times that seed back. That seed reproduced for me in less than 24 hours. That that was a that was like an 18-hour seed that reproduced 20 times what I sowed. So I'm a sower, I'm a giver. I never teach you to do what I don't do. Always, always, always bless what blesses you, okay? So again, you can use Cash App, dollar sign, Bishop Form with the number two, PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. That's available. The email is hello at harvestchurch.church. If you're already connected, you can use harvestchurch.church or you can even use uh, and click on give or use text to give. You can text them out to 84321. And if you ever want to know, well, Bishop Palmer, them people that be sowing, what's happening in their lives? Please don't take my word for it. Don't take mine. Go read their own praise reports in their own writing. Typos and all. <laughs> Typos and all. You can go read that in uh, our app or our website under the Change Labs blog. You can go read that uh, for yourself. I see somebody said, I tried to fast, but I had a hiccup. That's all right. Just get back on it. Guys, if you ever mess up on a fast, just get right back up on it. Just get right back up on it. Just get right back up on it. All right. Last thing I want to do. If you're on here today, you're not a Christian. Today's your day. God's coming to get you on prayer. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, today is your day to come back to the Lord. And secondly, you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with the Lord, but I want to be sure wherever you are at, on the count of three, and guys, if you're already saved, don't hop off of the live. This is when I need you the most. I need your prayers. I need your backup. I need your support. Help me birth some new babies. It's called being born again. So don't get off if you're already saved. That's what I need you the most. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure on the count of three, do that hand with emoji or say it's me. I'm going to lead you in a prayer so that you get things right with God on the first Monday of the second half, first Monday of July. One, two, three. Wherever you're at, you respond right now. Wherever you're at, do that hand with emoji or say it's me. I smoked while I fasted. That's not right. You know what? You, that's, you shouldn't have done that. But guess what? Get back up and keep it moving. Don't you ever stop. Don't you ever let the enemy say you messed up. So you might as well give up. No, the devil is a lie. I see one already. The name of the seed is your second half seed. There's two right there on Instagram. Giving their lives to the Lord. Wherever you're at, do that hand with the emoji or says me. There's three right there on Instagram. Wherever you're at, do there's four right there. Come on. They're coming in. Right there on Instagram, right there on Instagram, wherever you are at, tonight's your night. Do not miss it. There's five. I see you over there on LinkedIn, wherever you are at. Can you fast while pregnant? I would. Cons uh, there's six on Instagram. I would, cons I would encourage you to check with your doctor on that. I don't want to give any kind of medical advice on that. So uh, you can. There's a whole series I did called Fasting, Lene, that can help you with that. Get on our app or our YouTube channel. That's six that have come to the Lord. Wherever you are at, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Do not miss your moment. Tomorrow's not promised. And I need you to know that if you were there seven, if you were to open your eyes, I need you to know that you would be in eternity with the Lord. I don't need you to wake up and it's hot. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? You? I don't need you to wake up. I keep looking down. Y'all forget I'm used to the camera being in a different position. Um, I, I need you to know that when you wake up, if you were to wake up on the other side of eternity, that you would be with the Lord, wherever you are at, there's at least, there's at least three to four more of you where you need to come to the Lord tonight. Don't let guilt, condemnation, or shame stop you from responding. Well, Bishop, God sees me. God sees you. I don't have to respond. Jesus said, if you deny him publicly, he will deny you. So I need you not to deny him right now, thinking that, well, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. He didn't say to do it that way. He said to go public. And you're in a safe place because nobody's going to judge you. You, you want to know one of the best things that, that, that excites me about ministry and about being a pastor and about people and all of that? It's when people from non-church backgrounds, when they say, oh, my God, Bishop, I get it. I love it. I'm receiving it. There's another. Where are we at? There's there's eight. All right. There's a few more of you that need to respond because um, that's important to me um, that people you can't clean fish before you catch fish, y'all. And so many people want to get their lives right to come to God. That's not how God works. You come to God just as you are. And when you come just as you are, he's going to change you. You don't change to come to God. You come to God to change. Do you know what I just said? You don't change to come to God. You come to God to change. <laughs> I even heard the Lord say this. There's a couple of you watching. 
you're very you're 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 an intellectual. You're very scholastic. You're very um, you are very you're, you're very well learned. Your challenge with faith is that you that you are trying to intellectualize what must be spiritual. And so your challenge has been you're trying to answer spiritual questions with natural wisdom. And you can't. You can't. This is spiritual. Wherever you're at, you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure, guys, you can keep responding. But everybody pray this prayer with me. There's at least a few more of you that need to respond. Everybody pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. There's another to get right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Guys, if you just prayed that prayer, um, it looks like we're at, what's our number? Looks like we are at, somebody give me one of my online ambassadors, give me my number, wherever we're at, because I think what I just said is what we got. I just counted 11. I just counted 11, which means if I counted right, and that's what I just counted. We're at 1,800 people who have given their lives to the Lord. That's what I counted. Can you release the praise in the comments for that? Listen, guys, if you didn't get your seed in the ground, get it in the ground. 31 or 62. I want to push as many of you as possible to go to the 62. So that with me, especially if you're a leader, you're the head of anything, you're the leader of anything, you're in charge of anything, you're over anything, you always do more. Leaders always sow more because leaders always get more. Leaders always do more because leaders always see more. It's just that simple. If you're the leader, you should always do that. I want to push you to do that. So 62 or 31, wherever you're at. I love you guys. I pray that you have an amazing night. I'll see you tomorrow for the pop-up. Bishop, what time are you going to You doing a pop-up on July 4? Absolutely. Um, absolutely, we're doing a pop-up on July 4. So uh, just make sure that you have your uh, have the Harvest app. Text Harvest to 55498 to get it. It's 807 uh, Mountain, 1007 Eastern Time. I love you guys. I pray you have an amazing night. Shalom to you, of course. Uh, we'll do the pop-up on Tuesday, and I'll be back in Denver uh, um, for Wednesday Night Live, uh, Wednesday Night Live Bible study. I just needed me a day, and uh, and I'm so grateful for it. All right. Love you guys. Shalom. Love y'all. Shalom. Oh, come on now. You know you deserve it. A steak patty on any McDonald's breakfast sandwich. I mean any breakfast sandwich. Biscuit, McMuffin, Bagel, McGriddles, a juicy steak patty on any breakfast sandwich. And when you order through the app, buy one and get one free. Now go get them. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.